Welcome to another episode of Living an Older Life. And this week, I am just really excited about talking with Thomas Stefano. So Thomas, you ready to go for a run? Absolutely. All right, cool. So let's start with the, with the boring stuff. What does Thomas do when Thomas is not running Mad Miles? So Thomas has a pretty busy life. By trade, I'm a nuclear engineer um, in the United States Navy, and I work on construction of submarines and aircraft carriers. And that takes, you know, uh, quite a bit of my time. But what takes even more time than that is um, I'm a father of five, ranging in age between 15 and five months. That's and, right. Uh, you just had a newborn. I forgot about that one. Sure awesome. did. That's Noah, my, my five-month-old. Okay. So tell us the names of your five kids. All right. I got Cadence. She's 15. Kylie, she's 14. McKinley, she's 12. And all three of them are all-stars into sports. And, and Kylie's into drama. And then we took a little break. And then I got Austin, who's three. And Noah, who's five months. That is awesome. So three girls first, took a break, and two boys. That's right. That is awesome. So nuclear engineer, with the, are you enlisted or officer in the Navy? I started my career enlisted, and I was enlisted on subs for about the first 10. And then I got commissions back in 2010. And I'm still serving commissioned in the U.S. Navy, but I'm working for the Department of Energy and Nuclear Regulation. Oh, wow. You're a busy man then. Right. Okay. So that's all the exciting stuff. And many of our listeners will recognize Cadence because Cadence is crew chief extraordinaire, correct? She is. She's a great crew. Yeah. she. Every race that she has crewed, I've just been amazed at her energy and resiliency and just her knowing what her dad needs when her dad needs it. She's pretty amazing. Although I, I suspect next year at the Virginia 24-hour, uh, she told me she doesn't want to cruise. She told me she wants to run. Really? That is awesome. Wow. I'm pretty excited about that. And and she wants to do that even after this year's Virginia 24. Right. Okay. So Absolutely. let's kind of talk about your running a little bit. We're, we're going to get into details like the Virginia 24 and that. How did you get started running? It wasn't all that long ago when I started. It was March of 2020. I had just gotten to my um, new duty station at the Newport News shipyard. And um, prior to that, I spent a lot of time in the gyms lifting weights. It was kind of a, a gym rat, if you will. But then COVID hit. and No more gyms. Right. Yeah, the military's response was pretty strong to COVID. And they, they shut the gyms down. And so I became a couch potato until I couldn't take it anymore. It took about a month. And I had to figure out what I was going to do. And so I said, okay, well, I've ran before three or four miles here or there. I could probably do a little further. And I started running. And that's, uh, that's the start of it. That is awesome. So what was your first race that you ran? It was in February 2021. And that, this was not an ultra. This was, right. a, this was a 10-mile in Yorktown, uh, Knights of Columbus, run for the heart. Okay. And how did that experience go? I found out that I'm not fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Somebody like me, not fast. That's, that's, it's always good to meet a fellow not fast runner. So from there, how did your race, you know, running and everything, wh what did it progress to? And how did you end up running ultras? So there's, there's really two things that, that led me to that. 
one, my, my oldest daughter, Cadence, she's in track and she likes to run and she is fast. And so at the 5K, she got to the point where she could run faster than me. Wow. Um, more recently at the 10 mile, she's gotten faster than me. Over time, I progressively have gotten to a longer race so I could stay faster than my daughter and say I can beat her. <laughs> Until next year's Virginia 24. Right. <laughs> but then also, I, um, as I was progressively getting further in distance between, a, you know, the 10 mile, a half marathon, and then my, my first ultra, what I found was that I, instead of ending in the middle of the pack with the shorter races, I found something that I was ending up with, you know, in the first 25% or in some cases, the first 10%. And so I was able to compete at a higher level there. And so okay. it, it kind of intrigued me. You've run half marathons and marathons? That's correct. What marathons have you run? One city. I run that one. Um, okay. Cool. And how was that? I'm not fast. <laughs> yeah, not fast. There you go. That's all right. right. You finished, right? That's absolutely. Okay. So what was your first ultra marathon? The first ultra marathon was just a training runs 10 hour at Windsor Castle Park here in Isle of Wight County. And that was in um, June of 2021. Okay. And I, I, um, I stumbled across that one with a running group that I was here with, it's called at Worth Hill, uh, which is a restaurant here. There's Worth Hill Chuggers, which is the running group that comes out of there. And, uh, and so I think somebody made mention that there was this 10 hour run and it blew my mind that anybody could run for 10 hours. And so I said, I was going to do it. Okay. And so I signed up for it and then I started researching, well, how the heck do you train for something like that? So I found a couple of websites, read a couple of articles, and kind of just figured it out and started a, a training program. Okay, so what training program did you use to train for a 10 hour? You know, I don't recall which one it was. I think it was a 12-week or a 16-week program that was designed for a 50-mile. Okay, that sounds about right for a 10 hour. And so how did that first 10-hour race go? Because if I remember right, that one was pretty hot and humid. It was. It uh, it didn't go very well. Okay. I uh, I started off way too fast, and uh, I learned a good lesson that race. When you say you started off too fast, like the was it just the first couple laps? Did you go out with all the fast guys like Steve Spears and Mike Caps that year? Right. Yeah, I saw Steve Spears. I saw Mike Cap, and I wanted to keep up. And uh, and I think the first uh, it must have been the first. 18 miles or so I was um you know I was running in the maybe the low nines okay and that's that's too fast for me so how many miles did you end up doing that race I ended up doing 44.1 okay so yeah you way eclipsed the ultra distance so that's awesome right so what was next after that I put that in the in the done pile got a bike started riding the bike for a little bit just for fitness and um i would run with friends you know the woods but i really didn't do any races until may of the next year which was the the backyard ultra wow but when, so you went from the windsor 10 hour to last year's just the training run backyard right wow and how did you enjoy the backyard i went in with a completely different mental model January of that year, I knew I was doing it. 
Um, I came up with a, a much better training plan for it. I learned a lot about nutrition, uh, a lot about how to keep my pace where I wanted it to be. And that race, I, I say that was my first ultra where I felt good about it. Okay. Because you you went pretty far in that. Didn't you go into the night? I did. That race, I had a, a little over 70 miles, I think. That's awesome. Wow. And so now one of the things that I really enjoyed watching you at the backyard is you're very disciplined when it comes to the things that you do that, that are not running related. Where does that discipline come from? That might be a mix of, of military in me and also a little bit of lesson learned. Between the 10 hour and the, in the backyard, I went for some pretty long training runs and um, I've made some mistakes along there. I knew you know, what I have to do in order to keep myself out of the pain caves or get out of them if I, if I end up in there. And so some of it is really based on uh, lessons learned. Okay. And then, so you have, you have a really, I don't know how to explain the mindset. I think people would just have to see you run. You, you smile a lot, but you're very, very focused. What's your mindset when you're out there pounding the miles? I tend to listen to a lot of audiobooks when I run. Okay. And I, I know that I'm running, but I also keep my mind off of that. And I find that works for me. I tried music early on and I just like the the audiobooks much better. Awesome. And um keeps me in the game, but also doing something that I'm not worried about, you know, whatever might be bothering me, whether it be a foot or a knee or whatever at the time. So as you're running, so like a backyard, we'll we'll get more into the backyard here shortly, but let's let's kind of skip forward a little bit. So what did you do after the backyard? Because I know I I know one race that you did and I want to talk about that one a little bit, but what did you do after Backyard? 2022 is when I decided that my one race in 2021, that 10 hour wasn't just a one-time thing, that this is something I'm, I'm going to do. And so I had signed up for a number of races that year. The next one was in June. I did the 10 hour again at Windsor Castle Park here in Isle of Wight. And uh, that one went pretty well. Yeah, I was going to say you finished in top 10, didn't you? I think I did. Yeah, that, that one I think I did. That one I had, you know, each race there's like this, there's real interesting thing that occurs that, you know, you have to get through. That one, mile 37, it felt like somebody hit me in the chest. Wow. I also went and sat down for a moment. Um, and Cadence, my daughter, you know, came to me and said, hey, dad, you're at mile 37. This isn't like you. What's going on here? And um, I said, I think I just need some water. I got up. I ended up completing 47 miles, which... I placed well, particularly given the heat of the race, um, but I did not hit my 50-mile goal. And when I got home, I found that I had COVID. You had what? I had COVID. So that was the hit in no the chest. No way. Right. Serious? Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. So you have 47 miles and you were battling COVID. Right. Well, you are a wild man. So after that, what was your next race after that one then? Next one was a 50K. Okay. It was called the Night Train out in Farmville, Virginia. That one's great. I had a lot of fun there. I ran in an American flag romper. No way. 
Yeah, and I won the, the costume contest. I got a, a Yeti tumbler out of it. It was great. I had a lot of fun there. I ran with some great people there. And uh, that was pretty fun. That's awesome. Gonna, I, I have to see a picture of the of you and the romper. I'll send you it. I'll send it okay. to you. Okay, awesome. So what was your next race after that? Okay, next after that was Pemberton. Okay, this is the one I want to talk about because you – you just went to Pemberton with a different mindset, didn't you? I did. I went there. This was Karen Sanzo. She asked me to be on her team. And uh, and we had a great team, Jeannie and, and Chris, who also ran the Virginia uh, Run for Cancer last weekend, were on my team as well. I went there with a game plan that I'm going to run all 24 of these 5Ks. And uh, that, that was the going in plan. Okay. And so... That one, um, I'll tell you that there was no major event at that one. No COVID, no injuries, nothing. I felt like that was easy. That's the only way I can explain it. Okay. I had, it was, and I think it's because it was just so much fun, and it's such a great race that the time flies by, and there's great people there, great event, great aid station. There's no other way I can explain it, but that time just flew by, and it was, it was a pleasure to run the whole entire time. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about the format of Pemberton. Pemberton is um, it's a 5K every hour on the hour for 24 hours. And for the team portion of that, it's, uh, it's scored. So for every 5K that's completed, that's a point for your team. If you complete uh, all 24 5Ks, that's uh, a bonus. So you end up with 10 bonus points. Wow. The ones that are from, I think it's midnight till 4 a.m., they're worth an additional point for being up, uh, you know, throughout the night. And then there's some additional bonus points uh, associated with placing first, second, third, maybe a fourth as well. Okay. Um, Three, two, or one, respectively, points based on position. And so I I planned to run all 24, and uh, that, that was a plan. And surprisingly, I, I placed in the top three of some That's of those. That's awesome. That's amazing. So <laughs> you placed in the top three of those who ran all 24. No. Um, some of the individual 5Ks, um, I placed in the top three for that particular 5K, bringing oh, really? in additional bonus points, which, as I said, I'm, I'm pretty slow. So that was a surprise to me. Yeah, I was going to say, wait a second, what happened to slow? Did they? Did you adopt a speed button for that race? You know, um, I think that everybody had the ultra mindset, and there were some hours I was just kicking it, and I was feeling great. So, like, your mindset in that, it's just a 5K, so you've probably got 20, you know, up to 30 minutes in between when you've got to go back out. So what do you do to stay loose and to make sure that you're not cramping up and all that kind of stuff? So that that night was um, it was particularly cold out. I think it was in the low 40s, if I remember right. And so I'm running in, you know, runner shorts and um, uh, a technical long sleeve T-shirt, which feels great running at those temperatures. But in between the the runs, and the, as you mentioned, it's about 20 minutes. That's a long time to to uh, to not be running. And so what I found is I was either um, wrapped up in a blanket next to a fire trying to stay warm because I got rather cold 
or I just in some between some of those, I just went running just to stay warm. Okay. So, <laughs> wow. Ran a little bit more, huh? Bonus miles. Right. That is awesome. So everybody on your team actually ended up doing pretty well, didn't they? We did. Our team, we finished second out of, I believe it was 50 teams. Wow. That's awesome. Cool. And you're going to go back and do it again this year, correct? Absolutely. I, um, I solicited interest for a team and we, we, um, we signed up and this team that I'm bringing is um, three of them are submariners like myself. No and, way. Uh, a bunch of bubbleheads running. Right. Wow. I was surface Navy. Can you tell? <laughs> we call them targets. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's, well, that's a better, that's a better name than bubblehead. So uh, I'll give you kudos <laughs> for that one. <laughs> so three, three Submariners and who's the fourth person coming? He's a um, great friend of mine. Um, he's actually a person who builds submarines and neighbor of mine named Scott. Oh, that is awesome. Cool. Well, that sounds like that's going to be a lot of fun. Well, your next rate, well, let's, let's first talk about Virginia 24 this year. So, cause you absolutely were killing it out there, Virginia 24. And then there was a little bit of weather. So tell us a little bit about how the race went. When I talked to you at the start, you were just going to go out there and have fun and, and you had fun, but you absolutely killed it. Right. I, um, I went out there just to have fun, open up the first ultra of the year. And my, my plan was to get to 50 miles, kind of see how the body's feeling for my whole first ultra this year and then reassess. And you're, you're absolutely right. I was having a great time. Nine hours in, I think I was about 47 miles in and the skies opened up. It was ugly. It was. And so we had our, our you know, one hour rain delay and that, uh, that was kind of a game changer. It changed the field quite a bit. It, uh, it went from a, a wonderful trail to portions that were, you know, ankle high, deep in mud. And so it, uh, it definitely made the race a little bit harder. Yeah. How did you deal with the rain delay? Cause an hour after you've been absolutely killing it, 47 miles, that's a tough hour. What did you do? I kept myself on my feet walking, just pacing around, getting some nutrition in. I, I got something to eat, something to drink, rehydrated. Um, and tried to stay mentally in the game. So I, I didn't want to sit down. My concern there would be that the muscles would tighten up and uh, getting back into it would be pretty difficult. Yeah. So keeping yourself loose for that hour, and then you went back out on a really different course. What happened? It was a game changer. I think the, the first loop when I went back out, I'll say about 50% of the course was in you know, some form of a puddle. And so I, I made the attempt to run the edges of the puddles, stay on dry ground for, um, I, I probably did that for about a mile. And I said, this is not going to work. So then it was, okay, I'm, I'm running in the water. And so after that, it was sloshing through the water. And that, that wasn't too bad. Um, it wasn't to the part until there was about 200 meters of just ankle deep mud that was, um, it was pretty bad. That definitely slowed the race down for me some. So I, I kept kicking until the mid-50s. And then I started getting a little bit of foot pain on that one. On the okay. left foot. 
And so I loosened the shoe up. I could tell that the foot was getting a little bit swollen. That seemed to to do the trick, change the stride up a little bit too. I could tell uh, to compensate for the foot and uh, marched on until about 20 hours into the race. I think I was just over 86 miles. And uh, the, the last lap there, um, I'll tell you, those knees were killing me. Okay. And, um, started getting into this pain cave and, and this wasn't one I was coming out of. At least I wasn't coming out of it, but I wanted to run another ultra in May. Right. Uh, so I, uh, I said, well, and there was a moment there where, you know, before the rain started, where I was at 47 miles, nine hours in where I said, you know, today's my day. I'm going to hit my first hundred. And I was, right. um, and then there was that moment there where I'm 20 hours in 86, where it's still possible. Uh, but it was a completely different mindset and, uh, it was time to throw in the towel. Well, you ended up over 90 miles. So that's, that's a really, really good Virginia 24 because Virginia 24s are always different. So you, you never know what to expect weather-wise and, and uh, everything at those races. They're, they're different. So congratulations on that. That was really awesome. I really so appreciate that. Now you're dealing with a little bit of uncertainty coming up with the backyard coming up in a couple of weeks, right? That's true. Yeah, I got a, a nagging foot issue. And I'm um, I'm giving it some time here to before I make a decision on whether I'm going to run that May 13th or not. Okay, so let's just say that you do because we're ultra runners and we're weird. But let's just say that you do go out uh, for backyard. What is your strategy this year, knowing what you know from last year? So, so last year, what took me out of the race was chafing. Okay. Um, and so when I got to, I think it was um, somewhere in the seventies, early seventies, and uh, you could tell. I think you you were the one that came up to me and said, hey, "Are you all right?" And I said, "No, nah, I think I'm done here." Right. Um, I had gotten into this pain cave, and I just got you know so chafed, and it was it was getting into my head. Um, and so I worked really hard since last May to come up with solutions for that. And, uh, and I've got a solution for that, you know, so that's, that's not going to be the problem. Awesome. I, so what are you using for chafing? Cause that's, that's always something that is very useful to share with people. The two Tom's body glide. Okay. That stuff works wonders. Previous to that, it was, you know, just Vaseline or aquaphor and that stuff doesn't really do the trick. Okay, so you got the you got the chafing solved. So what's what's the next thing that you learned from last year's backyard that you're going to not necessarily do different because you did really amazing last year during the backyard. So what what is the focus? Would you say? So the two there's two things I learned. One is how to control the chafing. I think I've, I've done that, and then um, that was the first real time that I ran when it was night out and um you know being that fatigued running that long because the race started pretty early in the morning um i i found that the other trick is you got to run with somebody that usually helps and so yeah. my my trick of the audiobook that works during the day keeps me going keeps my mind off of you know nagging minor injuries that doesn't work at night okay. i need to have somebody there with me that's another thing that I've, I've learned from the previous backyard ultra that I need to carry forward. So 
if I were to do it again, I think that I would have been running, you know, with Jeff Jordan or Mike Cap or something like that, who I, I met at that race. But as, as you're aware of during the ultras, I mean, even though you're competing with everybody, you also make friends with them yes. and uh, strike conversations. And that's so one of the things I took away is that, you know, you really got to capitalize on those interactions to keep your head in the game when it's when it's night out. Yeah. Jeff Jordan is the perfect person to run with because it's just a, a constant conversation and he's a, an extremely talented runner. So I'm looking forward to uh, going out. I'm helping Karen with uh, this year's backyard. So I'm looking forward to watching all of you crazy people run around. <laughs> I'm predicting it's going 48. So that'd be great. I think the potential's there. I think there's a lot of really, really talented runners coming out. A lot of people learned a lot of things from last year. And then there's some new people that are coming out on the scene that are some really badass runners. And so I think we're going to, I think we're going to see a really amazing backyard out in Wakefield this year. I think you're right. And it being a bronze ticket event, that's going to help even yeah. more so. It'll be fun. Absolutely. What are some things that Thomas does training? to be able to run these outrageous distances so, so training i like to stick to the trails you know windsor castle nolan park um lone star and suffolk those are my my go-to places um and it's just time on the feet it's uh, what i found to be the most important you know go, going out and scheduling those 20 to 30 mile runs on a saturday morning or going out and running it you know, midnight till four in the morning, getting used to running at night. Yeah. Um, and those are the things that, that I found that back in 2022, you know, after that first ultra and that's the year I really decided this is going to be what I do. I like this a lot. Those are the things I started incorporating. So that's, that's it. Cool. So what would you really love to do? What's, what's the goal? I'm hitting a hundred within the next okay. 12 months. Absolutely. Okay. And that is on the list. So are you going to do it at a timed event or are you going to sign up for an act for, for a hundred miler? I haven't found the perfect one yet. There's some that I'm eyeing, like the, the uh, Mamba out in Memphis in November has kind of gotten my attention right now. Okay. And I, I think I want to do it in one of the colder months. Um, I, uh, I tend to like running better when it's very cold out. Yep. You have a tremendous mindset. You can just tell that the discipline is there. You can tell that your mindset is there. I love that you you smile a lot when you're out there running. You're a tremendous runner. I know you're not fast, but you you just have a tremendous mindset. And that's what's going to bring you a lot of success in the ultra running sport. I really appreciate that. You're, you, you're right. I'm just getting started in this. Yeah. And, um... yeah. The sky's the limit, Thomas. It'll be fun watching you, and, and I can't wait to see your success. And I hope that you uh, overcome this injury and you're able to run the backyard because I'd love to see you out there. Well, I appreciate that. Well, take us out of here. Somebody's getting ready to run their very first ultra marathon. What's your biggest piece of advice to them? Biggest piece of advice? I, I think nutrition is probably probably number one on my list getting nutrition right first um race that i told you that i did the windsor castle park the 10 hour one of the things that i did wrong there is i didn't come in with a strong nutrition plan and i, I came in trying to purposely being too hydrated and uh going out like i did i paid a price at around mile 18 um 
I think I was overhydrated and I didn't have the right electrolytes, didn't have the right nutrition. And it took me a couple of Gatorades and, and some food to get back into the game and a couple of miles and, and, and quite a bit of wasted time. But knowing what the nutrition plan is in advance, trying it on practice runs, making sure that works for you is um, probably my number one piece of advice. Awesome. And what is your go-to nutrition? Hammer Nutrition Perpetual. Okay. That's a, that's a do, you, do you use solid food also? I never start off that way. Like, for example, in the, the Virginia 24-hour, the first nine hours was all perpetual, and that was all I needed. I, okay. I had a, a pretty good meal that morning about two hours before I started running to give it time to digest. And I've never been beyond the 10-hour point because I just like to chew at some point. So I mixed in some bananas, and I think I actually at pizza at around 7 o'clock that night as well. So to answer your question, mostly it's perpetual for a good portion of the beginning of what I, what I do. And then as I, um, as it progresses, I'll get into more solid foods. Awesome. And you've practiced with the perpetual enough that you know the right mix and how much you need per hour, right? That's absolutely right. Yeah. I pre-measure it. I get, I make myself vacuum seal capsules. And, uh, so they're already pre-weighed out. All I gotta do is snap it open throw it in my water and keep going. Perfect. That'll do it, Thomas. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time on Living an Ultra Life.